Boys and girls, your attention, please. You are an individual. Brand new radio program featuring... So get his evil hands. Alien Execute plan three, Doom Patrol. Welcome, Cosmic Nobodies, to the otherworldly Doom Patrol Radio, the only place where you're guaranteed to get your weekly dose of radio radiation. We've caught wind of a gang going by the name the Doom Patrol, who've been acting outside the box lately. So turn on, drop in, zonk out, because this is Doom Patrol Radio. If you're listening, then you've found Doom Patrol Radio, the show where Nathan and I discuss every episode of DC Universe's Doom Patrol by each individual episode. But at this point in time, at this point in space, those episodes do not exist at the moment. So in today's episode, we will be discussing six episodes of DC animation that you can watch that include this strange brigade of weirdos. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, some episodes that were a part of the old... Uh, older Teen Titans run, that drama show that was on Cartoon Network for a while. Um, there's also some uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, I believe, some DC shorts that came out a few years ago that uh, just like a, a little... Some DC jorts. Jorts. Jean yeah. shorts. Mm-hmm. They got the Jenkos with the little hammer uh, strap on the side. Isn't that a rhino? Side. Rhino? Isn't that a rhino on Jenko jeans? Yeah. Okay. No, and then there was also a crown at one point. Was, you know, they made that after Beast Boy. They saw him, and yeah. they were like, Jinko jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see a rhino on a pair of shorts, and so yeah. that's that's how it happened. Yeah. They saw the DC shorts, created DC jorts, put Beast Boy as a rhino on it. Put Beast Boy in shorts. And then they he was like, will you pose? And he said no. Mm-hmm. He was very against it. Um, something about animal cruelty is a very legal issue. Yeah, yeah, it got yeah, very yeah, tender. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's weird. He's one of those guys that teeters that that line of black and gray and yeah, white sometimes comes. He's like into that it. guy you see at a convention going, "Oh, you're so cool," but he doesn't actually want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like like Drake Bell. Like Drake Bell. Um, Shouts out. Today we're talking about. Uh, we're going to be starting off. Uh, I've I have him listed in chronological order in time which i'm sure as they aired as they yes okay as they were put on the airwaves then i'm putting them on here this in america in this nation on the soil yeah. of the united states yeah by the time you're listening to this if it's not america anymore we how, tried how close are they related to the mason dixon line i don't know what that is when does florida georgia line go on stage <laughs> The very first episode we're going to be talking about is uh, Teen Titans Homecoming Part 1, um, which debuted in September 24th, 2005. Um, I remember are... see, watching this when it aired. It was uh, I was a very I not. avid follower of this Teen Titans show, and um, I remember it because it was uh, the last uh, of the season. Um, and the last beginning of the Mohegans. Yeah, it... Oh, no. <laughs> um, it was the uh, beginning of the final season of Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I was very invested in it at that time because I had grown older and paid more attention to uh, the shows that I was watching. Um, 
At first, I really liked Teen Titans because I thought Terra was a hot cartoon. Oh, man. You said it, not me. It's getting steamy in here, guys. And girls. Um, yeah. But uh, Teen Titans drama was a, was a great show. Um, the Doom Patrol. This was probably... I don't know if it was my first sights of the Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember it being very early on of me realizing, that's a really cool name for a team. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, but I do remember more so uh, the brain and Monsieur Mala. Monsieur Mala. This um, something that this has been a constant in DC um, exposure to Doom Patrol is is definitely Brain and Monsieur Mala show up almost more than the Doom Patrol itself, and there is something kind of like. Um, retro in in the way that these characters are created and they continue to be shown throughout television that that well as we'll note in this episode all six episodes that we're going to be talking about although they're different shows they seem to stick to its roots in the sense of this is a funky weird um almost post psychedelic like team of superheroes and their their villains are very much the same thing. And so when you introduce Brain and Monsieur Mala, um, it is kind of like it's got like this feel to it. It's got like this certain aesthetic that like you're not used to seeing, but you're definitely familiar with. And you're one hundred percent accepting of it. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> like they can do anything as far as classic uh, Indiana Jones like type death traps and stuff like that, and you're. And your mind goes, okay, I've seen Spielberg and George Lucas show this kind of stuff as if they're fans, but it's like, these are superheroes doing these kind of classic um, tropes. And uh, I think the word is campiness, mm-hmm. but it's done very self-aware. And I think that's the beauty of Doom Patrol as a whole, even with um, Grant Morrison's run, which is something that we totally love, is that... And Gerard Way as well. It's like it is always self-aware of whatever it is poking fun at, whether it is '60s type Doom Patrol or '80s psychedelic, or not so much psychedelic, but it was like anarchy type mm-hmm. Grant Morrison or 1950s Disneyland concept. Yes, exactly. And then even now, Gerard Way is taking what what current comic book reader audiences and being self-aware of those tropes as well. Um, so it's just always really cool and, and like no matter what they do you kind of always have like a tongue-in-cheek um, kind of feel about whatever they're doing and so it is kind of like a no matter what they do like you they always get a pass because it's like oh okay it's the doom patrol it's like their name itself invokes that kind of response where it's like team of superheroes called the doom patrol you take out the doom like i get it and it's, it works so well um it is so self-aware and i think that's why uh, you know, whatever they do is, is amazing. Um, but we're talking about Teen Titans first. Now, this is for a lot of people probably would have been like their first expo- exposure to them uh, because it was on TV and, and from a popular series that actually had very a, a popular big series. following. Yes, and uh, even so much where there are like Teen Titans purists. You know, the mm-hmm. people who don't like Teen Titans go. They might be excited for the new Teen Titans show. But they always go back to the original animated series, Teen Titans. Um, and, yeah, this is how they kick off their fifth season. And it's a throwback to 
uh, Beast Boy, who they tie into Doom Patrol, which is... Fifth season or fourth season? This is season five. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah. I misspoke earlier. Oh, I thought you said five seasons. Well, if they didn't know then, they know now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is... Uh, it, it's kind of... Uh, it's a little past-present going on. We have some flashbacks of young little Beast Boy. Um, the Doom Patrol lineup seems pretty constant in animation, except for this one. You will always see Elastigirl... Uh, Negative Man and Robot Man. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, you're supposed to see now is Calder, but he's not in this one at all. Instead, our leader is a superhero named Mento, who has telekinetic uh, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Um, telekinetic telekinesis, the full title. Um, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know much about Mento. Is Mento a character that? Is, is, is it made up? Is no, no, no. He was around. He was um, like uh, old, old school Doom Arnold Patrols. Blake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was AP Doom Patrol. And um, what they, in my mind, what I gather from this is that they have to have the same team makeup as the Teen Titans. And I think you and I talked about this before off mic. And um, Strong guy. It, yeah, it's like you have the muscle, robot man, cyborg. You have the leader, Robin. leader Robin Mento. You have the changeling, I guess. You have um, the. You have like it, what, what did we call it? Um, so there's muscle, uh, brain, <laughs> brains, bronze, uh, sympathy or empathy, 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 empathy emphatic character, mm-hmm. um, and um, which is Starfire or uh, Elastigirl? Yeah. And Rita, then you Rita have, far? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have... It's like um, Reach Far. Blaster the girl. the negative man and Raven is the pessimistic um, outlook. Yeah, of, you always, always have like You always have those, those, those staples of a good team. And that's hard air quotes with me of saying good team. But um, it seems like it's a, a good ingredient to make a good team. Anyway, that's why they have Mento and characters like this. With Garfield being the interchangeable between the two because yeah. he was, you know... The X-Factor yeah, for the teams. Yeah, he was the X-Factor, yes. the Doom Patrol, and he switched back and forth. So you have the basic four that they needed, and I believe that is probably why they added Mento in. And he has the same drive as Robin versus Niles Calder is just man in a chair barking orders. Yeah. Um, and, and Mento and Robin have the same leadership drive, get the mission done, whatever it costs. Exactly. And as we... As we go into, um, once we start talking about the DC Nation and the Brave and the Bold, we'll actually get to see Niles Calder. And he's portrayed differently um, than I've seen him in books, so we'll touch on him. But Mento um, is very strange to me. It's not someone I like, and I don't know if I would like reading about. Um, but uh, It's very Silver Age. He's just one of those characters. He's just the leader character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robot Man, he seems to be more like how people, how the general audience might uh, perceive him as. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times people equate him to thing from Fantastic yeah, Four. Which, it's going to okay, happen. Yeah, well, I mean, all in all, the Doom Patrol is essentially a remodel of the Fantastic Four. But it mm-hmm. takes what the Fantastic Four is, I don't want to say supposed to be, but what they hmm, could be. Mm-hmm. The band of misfits, the outcasts, the weirdos, the scientists, the good, you know, the everyday people that got messed up by a horrible accident. Yeah. And in the difference between Doom Patrol and Fantastic Four is a Fantastic Four. Roll with it. 
we're going to save people. This get, th These are gifts. These powers are a blessing. And then you have the other side of the coin where it's these powers are a curse. Every member of Doom Patrol uh, has the mentality of, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be here. Why am I here? Why didn't I die in my accident? Well, I guess if I have these powers, I guess I'll use them. Yeah. It's almost like I, I don't have the gift of being a normal person. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we all wish we could be. Um, it's almost like the, the meta powers are, are, yeah, like you said, they're a curse. And, you know, like, I kind of think of it as unhinged Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. They're definitely not right, and, and they're not right because of who they are now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's good. So yeah. comparing uh, Cliff, Robot Man, to, um, to, to the thing... Is natural. Is, yeah, it is natural. It is supposed to be like that. He's, um, I would say he's a less campy, more grounded thing. He doesn't go around and say, it's clobbering time. He doesn't do, he doesn't have catchphrases. He just, he I'm going to kick your ass. Like, he has he's just an, a... He has, a, he has mannerisms that I feel like are trademark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he is, and I've noticed this a lot, but he is one of those guys who, um, you know how a lot of times, and yeah, and I know we're going to, like, relate to this, but the use of profanity, we say freaking or heck, or, like, in his case, he'll say stinking like i'm just a stinking robot man like he is one of those people that's not saying it in the sense of oh i need to censor my words it's almost like that's just the way he talks and that's just a part of language mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but i know like if i'm trying to curb my language i will be like that's messed up you know like, mm -hmm. you know i'm not about that something like that where it's like you're just trying to be pg about it but it's just the way he talks that it is like um, just his mannerisms. They're they're they are when they write Robot Man. I feel like they are using like I don't know, like a region that he's from. Yeah, I can't. I, can't I don't know. I can't it. pinpoint it, but he's he's a stunt car driver. Yes. So he has that tough guy mentality, kind of beefcakey, rod, hot rod. Yeah, like like, uh, like it. He, he my liked, way or the highway kind of deal. Evil Knievel, is, did he have mannerisms? I have Any, no idea. I don't know anything Johnny about Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just call him up. Um, he has a personality because he is, and ha, ha, has always kind of been in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. You know, like who he is as a person. Before he became Robot Man, Cliff Steele always seemed to be someone who trudged through life with somewhat of a chip on his shoulder. And very comedian-esque mm -hmm. very cynical lifestyle like and that that flows into the way he talks uh, without that he would be a very static character and his brain is the only thing that is human so it, it has to be human it has to be full of errors in the way he talks um, not proper at all like let the body that's the suit of metal let that thing be cold and calculated but his voice and like his his behavior is very uh, radical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the girl always seems like a constant. Seems constant to me. I don't know much of a difference, um, and that might be a good thing. You always have the emphatic character. You know, you know what you want. That's great, and it works perfectly. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more uh, or seeing Crazy Jane oh, at yeah. all. Because we don't have Crazy Jane at all in these six episodes. Um, and I'm not sure if she's ever been in any other form of media. 
besides comic book at the moment. Um, this is going to be the first time we see that, and I'm just super happy that she's in it because they could have easily just been like, yeah, we'll do this in live action. Mm-hmm. We'll do the t- Teen Titans Homecoming. Everything that we're going to talk about today, you know, we'll have that as a live action. And if it happens, cool, because that works for me. Like, But the inclusion of Crazy Jane is like icing cherry on top, the whole shebang. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. Um, but that's going to create something totally different than Elastigirl, where you have who is supposed to be a constant and then someone who is um, volatile. And who knows? Maybe that they'll flip that around on us and you know maybe use that for character development. But yeah, that's fine. That works great. I'm, I'm excited to see um, what Crazy Jane will eventually bring to the live-action series. Negative Man. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters, but very different. I think Grant Morrison, he did his thing with with Rebus, and Rebus mm-hmm. became more uh, of he, an entity. Yeah, very very different from the way that Larry Trainer is negative. Yes, man. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is good. That's why I really enjoy Gerard Way's Negative Man a mm-hmm. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. He's just this. Again, this everyday man that, again, they knew that they were the Doom Patrol before and they're getting back into the swing of things, and he's still just, I'm negative, man. I'm a part of this entity. This is what I do. I'm part of something bigger. Uh, let's just go with it, guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I think the, the behaviors of Larry Chainer that we'll see in these animated features, um, they'll be somewhat the same. To uh, I would say he's a little bit more um, pessimistic, pessimistic in Teen Titans uh, animated than he is in right any here of the in other this ones. One? Yeah, in the drama one. Yeah, that's what I, I call it. Teen Titans drama. I think any people, other people, call it that as well. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's a little bit more pessimistic. Um, I've always thought it was an anime. Like it always feels like, yeah, it's just an anime. Sure, it's not made in Japan, but like. It seems... Hi, hi, Puffy Ami Yumi, or J- Japanese? It's, I mean, it's not a Japanese... An- well, I mean, it has a Japanese intro, but I, maybe that's why I've always kind of been like, oh, it's an anime, right? But They had it, that it one seems... episode arc where they went to Japan, you remember? It's true. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. But it always feels a little too legit. Like, yes, there are jokes throughout Teen Titans, the original animated series, but it, it seems serious and high high production value so I was always like this is this is a triple A TV show right here oh yeah and uh, yeah absolutely and it deserves to be um, but yeah he's he's very pe- pessimistic in this one because he's also got to relate to Raven who's on the other side of the team but um, when we see him in the DC Nation shorts what we get in that one and I know he's very prominent in the He's very prominent in the very first episode. It's like chapter... Episode one is considered chapter one. Uh, and apparently what these DC Nation shorts do is they they space out the episodes of Young Justice and... Green Lantern. Green Lantern. No, Green Lantern came yeah. on uh, like the WB channel. So Cartoon Network had this... No, no, no. Green Lantern was on Cartoon Network for a while. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was Green Lantern. It was Young Justice. These were like the main shows of Cartoon Network's like Saturday morning block called DC Animation. And they would show these shows 
And in between, if they had downtime, they didn't want to show commercials. DC was producing DC Nation shorts, and I believe there's like 21, at least 21 different DC Nation shorts, all doing different things. There's one for Dead Man or Superman mm-hmm. of Tokyo and stuff like that. Different art styles. Yes. They're really good. Yeah, all like, it almost seems like they were definitely allowed to play around with things, and maybe people were experimenting. Um, but we have three DC Nation, Nation shorts that were dedicated to Doom Patrol. And so episode one is about chapter one of Doom Patrol. Uh, episode two is about chapter six. And then episode three is about chapter ten. And so it gives off this idea that there are other chapters out there, even though they probably don't exist. Um, but they, they're just kind of like glimpses into the, the daily adventures of um, Doom Patrol. And so what I kind of like about this, and as we'll talk about the, the rest of these uh, animated shows, is that Homecoming kind of starts with like a, like a prequel of like... Um, or maybe it's, it's the introduction to Beast Boy is what Homecoming yeah. starts out as. It, it's, it's a very good introduction because you're taking a team that you know, which is Teen Titans, to introduce Doom Patrol. Now that you're introduced to Doom Patrol... We're moving on to um, the DC Nation shorts. We're produced like 2013, or 2005. It's like eight years. Eight years later, you're at this point. You should know. At, or I don't know. Maybe you forgot who the Doom Patrol was. But now we're getting like these little snippets of like, okay, here's some classic Doom Patrol action. Now, when we fast forward over to Batman Brave and the Bold. Let me see what that time is. That one is... Oh, wait. That one's 2010. What? Brave and the Bold came out that long ago? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. 2010? So I got this backwards. But here's how you should watch it. You should watch it, Homecoming Part 1, and then Homecoming Part 2, of course. But then watch the DC Nations, because now who you, now that you know who the Doom Patrol is, you watch those little DC Nation shorts... You get reintroduced to the villains that were in the Teen Titans Homecoming episodes. Um, and then you watch Batman Brave and the Bold because it's called The Last Patrol. And this one is kind of like... It reminded me very much of Watchmen with characters coming out of retirement to do one last mission to, you know... I don't know. Some form of justice, right? And so... It, it feels like a good start, middle, and end on how you should approach these. If you're really trying to learn about Doom Patrol, like, definitely start with Teen Titans because it's something that you, it's tangible. Then you start with DC Nation Shorts and then finish off with Brave and the Bold. And you get kind of like... You get the whole Arnold Blake thing mm-hmm. just from that. And, what, each one is like 30 minutes, not even? So yeah. The DC Nation ones are like one minute. They're, like, very short episodes. I mean, when you said you get the whole Arnold Blake thing, um, it's really... You don't really get any other Doom Patrol-esque things other than... Arnold Blake? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you don't get Morrison-esque things. You, you got glimpses of it in The Brave and the Bold with the, the circus posters, mm-hmm. but you didn't get wild, crazy stuff. I mean, I guess sometimes the monsters, like the mutant men... Or King Mutant, whatever his name yeah, was. King, or yeah, King Mutant or whatever. Mutant Man. <laughs> you had uh, 
animal vegetable material man. Which animal is, vegetable mineral man. Mineral man. Mm-hmm. And that one was. Um, He's just a bad metamorpho. Very tongue in cheek, <laughs> like Grant Morrison type character, where it's a parody and, like I said, self aware in itself. Like, oh, okay, this guy can just turn. Like, away. it's like, oh, metamorphos already exist. I guess I'm. Animal, vegetable, vegetable, mineral guy. <laughs> so good, I love it. Um, Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans Homecoming, a Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans Homecoming. Here's the villains that we get introduced. We have Brain, obviously, and Monsieur Mala, um, and then we have um, the Russian girl. Yeah, what is Rouge, Madame Rouge? Madame Rouge, who is basically evil. Uh, Elastigirl mm-hmm. and then we get uh, this kind of general it's not it's not General Zal no, General Zal Gen- is impregnable uh, in something immortal his name is immortal it's got immortal in it this guy? <laughs> yeah General Immortus Immortus yeah there you general go General Immortus and he's like always in a tank um, well he wasn't always in a tank they didn't always have tanks he was in a chariot before He's always been around, man. Yeah, he's, like, been through time. He's, he's like, Vandal Savage, but he's, like... War General Van- Vandal Savage. Yeah, he's, like... He just got really old, and he just never died, right? And so we have that kind of character. Um, and then in the DC Nation shorts, Episode 1, Chapter 1, General Immortus is the villain. And then in the second one, it is Brain and Mala. The Brain. The Brain and Monsieur Mala. And they are in a giant robot trying to destroy the city. And then in the third one, they have a game of like, kind of like a whodunit. Like who, which one of them is the evil spy within Doom Patrol? Because Madame Rouge um, is... Uh, what is... She is um, impersonating Negative Man. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um... Within the Teen Titans Go... Or, I keep saying Teen Titans Go. Sorry, I've been watching that show way too much. Teen Titans. So they uh, they have all three of them. in, Or all four of them. I'm including the brain of Monsieur Mal as one person. But, yeah. And then, so in Teen Titans Homecoming, they're, like, hunting down, like, more metahumans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they got that going on. But those are kind of, like, the big ones that you got to remember. I think Madame Rouge is, you know... They're just all like, okay, I get it. Kind of without thing. getting into Morrison characters, like exactly. that's that's the thing. Like you, so, those are the Arnold Blake ones. It's like yes, those are the villains. Very that. Arnold Blake characters. And so as we start looking forward into this new show, we're going to be seeing characters not only from, well, mostly from Grant Morrison, but we might even start to see some of Gerard Gerard Way's influences mm-hmm. because. He's written that book now. And so that's, that is the current... Like, if you go walk into a comic book shop, you're probably going to be picking up Gerard Way's. Oh, yeah, because it's current. It's, it's current. It's on the shelves, yeah. Yeah. And Gerard Way does so many other things for DC that they're including... Like, of course, they would be promoting his work. He, he like has a big influence over that entire Milk Wars. He it runs the whole division of Young Animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um... So that's what you know. That's what we're gonna have to also uh, connect, uh, correlate to this new show. It's gonna be pr- really, really cool. Um, Brain and Monsieur Ma. So, 
The in Brain. The Brain and Monsieur Mal. Very cool characters. Um, they themselves are included on more animated features mm-hmm. than the Doom Patrol itself. Today we're only talking about six episodes of Doom Patrol because that's all they're in. But when we talk about the Brain and Monster Mallet, like they're in. Not only are they in Teen Titans, but they're also in Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. So I can probably say that name. Um, they're in a Young Justice episode. Now we watched this one. This is with the whole Project mm-hmm. Cadmus and all that. Um, with all that wild animals and yes, everything. Yeah, exactly. They had the restraining chips or something, and they were all like mutated or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, Brain is in... That's his brain. We should be calling it The Brain. The Brain. The Brain. It's cleaner. Um, the Brain appears in Justice League Action um, and apparently works alongside with... Uh, it says, he, alongside Batman, Mr. Terrific, Lex Luthor, and Calculator, are abducted by Mr. Mind, posing as a cosmic being, to see who is the more intellectual of the group having them partake in three challenges. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a great show. Justice League Action is on uh, Hulu, so you can watch that. Um, but they don't have it on the DC Universe app? Um, that's a good question. should probably find out. Um, but yeah, this uh, this brain character. I, I am in love with the yeah. brain. There is something about the brain that... Out of all the self-awareness that Doom Patrol television does, it is the brain that I love the most because it is there. Like when you think about it, there's nothing really special about this character, and they treat him like he is the most like threatening character ever. Dangerous thing on the face yes, of the planet. Yes, like it's so dangerous. He himself thinks he's dangerous intellect personified and he yeah he's a brain encased in a device that usually is supposed to look like a chess piece like of some sort and then he just has like this giant gorilla who is somewhat sentient um and the only thing that the brain really has is the voice. It's like, you have to nail the voice. Mm-hmm. And so many people have done the voice. Um, here in the Teen Titans, this one might be my favorite. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Hands down. The one that you will first see in Teen Titans is this very, very robotic, very monotone, very uh, text-to-speech brain. And I love the sound of it, and I, and I want more of that. Um, and then I think the most human-like voice that we get is Dee Bradley Baker's in um, Batman Brave and the Bold, The Last Patrol. Um, With DC Nation, I don't know if he actually speaks in that one. I know he's a robot, he's in a giant robot suit, and Monsieur Mala, like, comes and rescues the brain when the robot is defeated, but I don't think it actually has any speaking lines. Um, And then, of course, in all the other iterations, Young Justice and whatnot, they're voiced by different people, and they do their own little different thing, but I, I love the constant of, yes, this dude is a supposed like high-intellect person, but he's never built a suit that is actually uh, like protecting his body. Mm-hmm. His voice is not perfected. Like There are flaws with this character, 
that I don't think that he realizes, and I think that plays to why he's he's such an interesting character. I love seeing the brain show up for any reason, um, just to just to be laughed at. Like I I almost want to laugh at the character every time I see it because it's so funny and so interesting, um, and I love it for that. One of the things um, you and I were watching Young Justice, and we, then we watched um, the. Teen Titans Homecoming episodes together and something that we started to ask ourselves and something that I want us to kind of keep an eye on if the brain shows up in DC Universe's um, theme patrol is his his inventions that he comes up with his his weapons of mass destruction his evil genius uh, you know device plot to destroy the world yes exactly seems to be the most simplest thing anyone has ever come up with and it seems to be like they're built in the most elaborate way yeah it's something so elaborate but at the the result is the most simplest thing that is the catch with the brain that we started to come up with this theory so i you know if you're listening out there definitely try to keep an eye on this so in young justice and in teen titans and i'm not sure if anything else was done recently but the character is, you know, doing its villain monologue, villain monologue, and it's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, activate this thing, this crazy device. And there's always a character, without fail, who goes, so you just built, and then insert word here, a toaster. Yeah. yeah. So you just built a black hole device. So you just built a giant fan. What is it? Or, so you built a battery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he just built a battery. He just built a light bulb. Or no, he just oh he just turned off the lights. Yeah, like and so really there's something just turned there. out the lights. <laughs> and I think there's something there, and I and I want to follow that trail um, as we see more appearances by this character. Is like he just builds things, and he's like I've 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 done it. Like I with this device, I will rule the world. And and then it's just like all right, so he like he built a bathtub or something. Like something <laughs> so stupid, and so like. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like, all right, you built a plane. I get it. And I love that. I want I want that to be the reality, and I want someone to confirm it. Be like, yeah, that's what we do. We just make the brain think he's onto something. And I like that. that. I, I like that we're saying, okay, sometimes a character thinks he's so smart that they eventually come back to step one and create something stupid like a flashlight or an umbrella. <laughs> um, so I, I want to follow that trail. I think it's very cool. Um, with, uh, with Teen Titans, I think that's pretty much all I have for that one. Because at the end, they, they you know, Beast Boy is able to basically put Doom Patrol on the right path, you know? Um... With Mento, I, I, I think is that is that a character that you would want to see at all at, at any point? Is that something you're interested in? I go for more of I'm more of the flex Mentalo type, if you ask me. I mean, he's flex Mentalo is is done very well in the sense of like he always seems to come from like a very hard path, mm-hmm. like with. Grant Morrison's second book on Toon Patrol. Flex Mentalis shows up and he, he's, he's 
he's basically he hasn't flexed in a very long time mm-hmm. and so he's like kind of like a homeless man and he's like they call me flex mentality it's not who i am anymore kind of thing and then in gerard way's doom patrol flex mentality is like he takes care of danny land he's like not, a tour guide yeah not danny <laughs> street anymore um but he is himself, but he hasn't really done anything because Doom Patrol has kind of been scattered since something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is really cool to see him. I want to see him because, again, the self-awareness thing. Superheroes like Superman, based on the circus strongman. Mm-hmm. Flexman Tallow is a circus strongman metahuman. Yeah. He, like... He it just works. I don't know. Like, how yeah. did you? How did you miss that one, guys? It just <laughs> works. Like, that's what I'm talking about. It's good. I do um, appreciate in Gerard Way's run that uh, Robot Man is sort of leading the group ish, kind of. In which one? In Gerard Way's uh, newer Doom mm-hmm. Patrol run, yeah. he's. I don't. I wouldn't say leading the group, but he's um, directing. Do you feel that way about Grant Morrison? What do you mean? Do you feel like he's like Robot Man is the is the leading? No, Robot Man was the um, was the central character in Grant Morrison's run. Um, he was the he was the character that you were supposed to relate to. Um, in the in Gerard Way, Casey is Casey is, the is central, the, yeah Casey's a central plot point. Robot Man is still leading the Doom Patrol. I think he is leading the Doom Patrol now, um, but I stopped reading it, so I'm not current, and I don't know when Niles shows back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he was on, like, the first page of, like, you know, the first issue, but he wasn't... He was trying to get the team back together. He was doing something. Yeah, like he Robot was on Man. the cover. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was doing that whole uh, Close Encounters fourth kind thing, playing the tones nope, to try to... I don't to, think that's right. Yeah, remember, he was trying to get the tones right to get the frequency of the the, the language of the fly that... He was trying to communicate with Robot Man that was on like the subatomic level mm-hmm. in the in the Giro, and he was trying to like get the same frequency that the fly was talking. I think it was real meta. It was real surreal. Like the fly was an actual fly on the wall, and it yeah. was a robot, and he yeah. was trying to control that fly to like communicate with uh, with with Steve with with Cliff, who was inside. Who was inside the garbage? A, a, a half-eaten Giro on the subatomic level yeah yes and he was trudging through a desert in that yeah and he was just beating up aliens and just other antibodies or whatever you want to call it but uh yeah he he did show up in the beginning of of uh way's run but i don't know what happened after that um so i'm i'm curious as to see who the the leader is going to be in doom patrol i know that niles was cast i feel like he's going to be calling the shots but i feel like he's just going to be a a Charlie, Charlie's Angels kind of thing, just guy in the chair on the radio. You don't think they'll try to make him like real piece of shit, Niles Calder? I wish it would be like that. Yeah, it's he should be like that. In my opinion, Niles Calder is just this terrible human being that's taken these lives of these so-called heroes mm-hmm. and throwing them into situations that they don't want to be in, and he's just kind of making them and giving them ultimatums, saying, "Well, if you're not doing this, what else are you gonna do?" Exactly, yeah. It's almost like, hey, listen, kid, you're no good. Why don't you just be no good over mm-hmm. here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, So, I mean, he's just, a, he's just a jerk, but he's also one of those guys that 
pushes the best potential out of these characters because they all are suicidal. They they don't want to be here, and yeah. he gives them purpose. Yeah. So I mean, he is great in that sense, but at the same time, is he taking away something from these characters that they wish they could have? Yeah. In in Batman: Brave and the Bold, the Last Patrol, this episode starts with kind of like a flashback of who Doom Patrol was. Now they don't exist anymore. Nobody knows where they've gone. Um, and it's it's kind of been like the Watchmen vibe where it's like, okay, where have they gone kind of thing. Where are they now? Um, now with Calder, in this one, he's very he's very much the opposite in, in that he is like, oh, you know, the Doom Patrol has suffered so much. Um, how much more do they have to suffer? Like, he actually cares about them. But... He's normally the complete opposite in Grant Morrison where it's like they're suffering because I'm putting them through it. Um, and so and something that's really cool and that you brought up, like they're all suicidal and stuff. When they explain who the Doom Patrol used to be, they, they do, they are aware in this episode that the Doom Patrol is a group of superheroes that the younger generation relates to. And it feels very meta because that's kind of like how we are. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, we relate to these people because of the quote-unquote loneliness and alienated, um, you know, behaviors that they have or mindsets that they have, um, which is true. It's like that's the whole reason Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol worked back then and still does now is because you pick up, you pick it up, you read it, and you go, man, these guys' lives suck like mine do. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got superpowers. Why are they not happy? They're not happy because they have the superpowers, because they want to be like us, and we want to be like them. It's a very Catch-22 thing, and, and it's, sometimes it's good to know that your aspirations have trouble as well, which is why we like movies like Batman, Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. I haven't said the full title in a very long time. Um... But yeah, so this episode, it, it's a great, it's a great episode to end on. I don't think this is something that you want to start on Mm-mm. unless you're really gunning for a crash course on who the Doom Patrol is. It's almost like here's who they are, and now you got to say goodbye, okay? Um, because what happens is we Batman needs to reunite the Doom Patrol, or else something that the brain has has ominously told him is going to happen so him and Niles Calder they go they pick up Elastigirl they go to the circus and pick up Negative Man uh, and then at that circus there's a ton of you know uh, Easter eggs towards Grant Morrison's run which is probably the closest we've gotten to it in DC Animation as you said yeah Um, and then they pick up Robot Man who has this very suicidal chapter it is a very bleak uh, moment in the episode, um, and so you do get that. You do get those vibes. Like this whole episode is very aware of its audience and the people who really like Doom Patrol, and that's why I kind of think it's good not to start with this because you want to get to that point before you start this so that it works out even better, even better for you. Um, the way that they also went into retirement, the reason they went into retirement is from a villain called General Zal, not General Zod, but General Zal. And um, he literally, like, he, 
He doesn't get away because they sacrificed the life of one to save the lives of many, and it caused them to have a falling out. Um, and even that is like kind of bleak. I was like, I was like, damn, I can't believe they they got away with that showing that in a Batman cartoon. I can't, I can't believe Batman let him get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> it was very very shocking. Um, but what's what's so sad is that they, you know, by the end of this episode, they come together. And they kind of sacrifice themselves the way that they do with the gene bomb uh, mm-hmm. from Arnold Blake. Isn't that is like? Didn't that? Does that feel like that? Is, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely in that same wheelhouse. Um, the the um, what do you call it? Synonym. Synonym. Uh, Synonym. No. Palindrome. Are we doing this again? <laughs> no. The. Um, Whoa, I just saw something. Batman didn't have a symbol on. Did you see that? Yeah, he takes the battering out. Oh, throws, I thought it was a... back. Okay, I didn't know it was a was a battering. I thought it I'm, was a... When I saw this the first time, I saw that part, and I, like, I was like, he Whoa. just used his symbol as a battering. Oh, I didn't think... I thought the animators messed up. Um, no, he grabs it, throws it, and then when he gets it back. So I guess he only has the one battering. It's just the one battering, really. he puts really. it on there. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. strange. Anyway, um, I can't remember what I was saying. Doom Patrol and Sacrifice go hand in hand. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is very much like that. Um, and it, it, it's something that, you know, a gang of misfits, they got to learn something, right? Or maybe they don't have to learn anything. You know, we don't... We don't no, it's them. not them that have to learn something. It's we, as the fans and as an audience, have to learn... Through them. But we have to learn, yeah, through their sacrifice that... At the end of this episode, we're all Doom Patrol. That's true. The Doom Patrol is a team that's supposed to be supposed to be normal, everyday people that had a terrible accident that gave them superpowers. The baseline of that is normal people. Mm-hmm. So take that, and you know it goes back to the old adage of uh, superheroes exist now. The you know a firefighter is a superhero. Uh, a teacher is a superhero. Those kind of things. Those everyday people are superheroes and that whole notion of what the audience is supposed to take away from Doom Patrol is just phenomenal and I, I think that's great that's just the baseline Doom Patrol here it is learn something readers <laughs> yeah or watchers because now you have all this on this you know and you know wherever you watch these things just give it a chance because this is all good stuff and you know like you can crush this in like a like in an hour you can watch all these things um, but yeah I completely agree like to experience Doom Patrol is is to find something in which you can relate to, you know, that which makes you weird, your flaws, mm-hmm. something that helps you analyze it. And you're not washing it over with um, escapism, escapism. Es- is Esca- that, can you say that? I was thinking escapade, but then es- escape. Can you say escapism? Es- escapism. That's it. Yeah. And so, like... You you experience this, and you're not washing it over with, like, oh, Superman's going to come save the day, he's going to come save my cat, we're going to have a great time. You know, I can go about my day now with a lot more positivity. And it's like, no, why not give you a comic book story that you're going to relate to and help you get over those things by acknowledging that, which is a flaw in, in the way that you live. And so, yes, it's a little sad. Yes, it might be even a little depressing. But that's the beauty in it. The beauty is in the imperfection of things. 
And I feel like that's what makes Doom Patrol so good. And on top of that, they're just self-aware of it. And so it's never, it's, maybe it started accidental, but with Grant Morrison and with Gerard Way, they leaned into it. And then with the animated episodes, they leaned into it. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out. I mean, once again, like Teen Titans Homecoming Part 1 and 2 is the start of Season 5. You have the three DC Nation shorts. Definitely check those out. And then Batman Brave and the Bold, The Last Patrol. Check those out. And I guess if you want more Brain, The Brain, and Monsieur Mala, definitely check out Young Justice, Justice League Action, uh, even episodes of Teen Titans Go they're in. So, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But if you've enjoyed everything you've heard, you can find us on all social media at Radio Doom Patrol. And if you want to follow us personally, you can find us at Mark Meadows and No Clutch Nate. Don't forget, we also have a Facebook group called the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us and talk about your day, tell us how you're feeling, and tell us what's good. And we'll catch you guys next time on Doom Patrol Radio. Poof. Vanished. Vamoose. And they're out of here. Where? I don't know. But one thing's for sure. The Doom Patrol still lives on within all of us. Well, until they return, this has been Doom Patrol Radio.